Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Yeah, Fantasy Football Podcast. It's MJ, one of your co-co-hosts with Steven and Scott. We got a great episode today. A couple adjustments to uh, some of our new segments that we've showcased this year. We're starting out this episode with the icebreaker of icebreaker of our favorite summer activity. And I know it's uh, rather broad, vague, but you know, summer's kicking off. What do we like to do in the summer? And mine's super easy. And it's one probably most people will talk about. It's it's go to the beach. You know, I nothing really. And I mean, I know that's what every like, I guess, 90% of the people in my area are going to say, but nothing really compares to just kicking back, opening the cooler, favorite drink, you're out on the beach, and it's a perfect day. No, no other worries in the world. That's where I want to be. Um, Scott, what do you like to do during the summer? So mine's a little uh, broad, but it's simply anything on the water, uh, whether that's pontoon boating, skiing, okay. wakeboarding, tubing, jet skis, kayaking, or just swimming. Uh, it's hot outside. I'm redhead. I burn, so I can't just sit <laughs> on the beach. I got to be in the water. Um, but I love any kind of water activity. Yeah. Uh, Steven? Um, quite simply, just being outside at dusk. Um, you know, I think walking at dusk is a big one, but I don't know what it is, but just the sun's coming down. Oh, the sunset. You love the skies. I, feel, I feel like the best conversations are happening. Uh, yeah. So I think just, just being outside with friends at dusk and just chilling. Hey, I love both those answers. I, I think uh, most of all during the summer, all we, all we want to do is just relax. Right. Right. We can all be outside. We can all be with friends, family, you name it, and just do fun things or relax things. Um, and speaking of fun things, our next segment, which we have done in the past, is um, going to be hosted by Steven here. It's going to be the Bumble Rumble. Uh, Steven, hit us up with some good hitters. Let's get ready to Bumble Rumble. All right, so... We're going to change it up a little bit from the first time we did this segment. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to give you two players, unnamed, but what I will give you are their ages and their location. And I'm not oh. going to get too picky on the location, but the location is pretty much the stadium location for where they play. Oh, copy. So <laughs> ages and location. And of the two, player A or B, you're going to tell me which you swipe left on and which you swipe right on. Again, life left is... No go, right is I want it. So I'll give you player A, player B, and then you tell me who you're swiping right on, who you're swiping left on. Um, and of course, you'll probably know who the players are, but not going to tell you until after you do the swiping. Of course. So let's start off with a couple of wide receivers. Player A, age 26, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And player B, age 28, Inglewood, California. Who oh. are you swiping right on? Who are you swiping left on? Hey, MJ, you go first. Listen, easy. I'm swiping right on the 28 year old from from uh, California. Easy. Right. <laughs> I, Something about I, those East I, Coasters, uh, you know, make me want to swipe left. I gotta agree. Uh, I'm swiping <laughs> left on whoever's on Bill Belichick's team, um, but I, I'm pretty confident that I know who these two players are. But yes, give me give me player B from California. 
So we're not scared of the age. Both going with Mike Williams, age 28, and swiping left on Juju Smith-Schuster, sadly. The number one option in New England, but Dang. not enough to convince you to go that way. I actually um, didn't think it was Mike Williams. I didn't expect I thought, Mike Williams I thought either. it was. I thought it was Cooper Cup, but I thought it was Cooper Cup too. <laughs> but oh, I, wow. I think I think I'm still taking Mike Williams. Though, I was going to say, are you guys yeah. happy with your choices? I yeah, I'd, I'd take Mike. Uh, I, Mike I think Williams. so. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Isn't happy it, with that. Juju's new team, worst quarterback. Um, to be clear, the, the idea of this is that it's somewhat of a you know close in general consensus. So there's not going to be a Cooper Cup versus Juju Smith-Schuster situation. Okay, I respect that's, that. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I should have known better. So, uh, so group two, another group of wide receivers. Player A, age 25, Santa Clara, California. And player B, age 26, Jacksonville, Florida. Scott, we'll let you go first on this one. Ooh. All right. Um, oh. I do think I know who these two players are. Uh, give, me, give me Santa Clara, 25-year-old. Swiping right on 25-year-old from yeah. Santa Clara. MJ? Yes. I actually hey, can we can we guess after we make our picks? Like after MJ and I both pick, can we guess? Okay. Who is the other uh the 26-year-old? Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. I think I have a good idea too. Mm. I'll take the I'll take the player from I'll swipe right from Jacksonville. All right, so is is it Ayuk and Kirk? It is Ayuk and Kirk. Yes, player A was Ayuk. Player B, Kirk. Two number two receivers. Um, are you guys both happy with your decisions? I I am. I think uh, Ridley and Ingram are going to get the bulk of the receptions in that offense. Now, um, I know we got Debo and and CMC and Kittle and San Francisco, but uh give give me Ayuk over Kirk. Yeah, I'm happy over Kirk. I'd rather take and if if you you guys haven't experienced a Peterson offense, I mean, and I I've, I've been talking to Steve uh Scott about this like well actually in Seaman too. Um listen, Evan Ingram is going to be eating up this year. Their tight end and their wide receiver one are fed, but I would be more than happy to pick up um the third option on that team compared to how crazy you know, loaded San Francisco. Who knows? Who knows yeah. what's happening? Who knows who's going to really produce? I mean, I mean, CMC, yeah. but. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our third group. Um, we got a couple of running backs. Player A is age 28 from Glendale, Arizona. And player B, age 24, North Englewood, Maryland. Oh, running backs? I'm going I'm to take the 24-year-old. 24-year-old. All right, Scott. All right, are we talking dynasty specific? Yeah, these are all dynasty. Give, give me the 24-year-old simply for age. I know uh, who the 28-year-old is. I Is, is it James Conner? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, is it Brian Robinson? That's or? correct. Oh. Yep, so we have James Conner and Brian Robinson. You guys both happy with Robinson on that one? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next group, another group of running backs. Player A, age 28, New Orleans, Louisiana. And okay. player B, age 26, Orchid Park, New York. 
Uh, give me swipe right on New Orleans. 28-year-old. I will take the 28-year-old. Is, is it Jamal Williams and Damian Harris? That's correct. Yep. So I feel like, you know, both have the potential to be the starting running backs for their teams this year. Honestly, longer, longer term, I personally believe Harris has the potential to remain the starter on the team or at least the go-to. But um, I feel like they're both very close and have similar floors and ceilings. Um, another group of running backs, player A, age 26, Charlotte, North Carolina. Player B, also age 26, Inglewood, California. First player again? Age 26, Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, uh, give me give me Charlotte, North Carolina, for sure. Okay, for sure. Yep. Yes. Mm, the other guy was from California? 26-year-old? check myself. I might have messed up an age. Yeah, I don't think you got the age right for the California person. Oh, I definitely did not update the age. Inglewood, California is 23. 23. Yeah. Still, oh, still okay. Give me, Still give me Charlotte. I can't think of the the Charlotte player, so I'll take the California twenty three year old. Oh, that's okay. So I I couldn't think of exactly who the California player was, but it's Miles Sanders from. That's the right. Panthers, right. Who, who do you think it is, MJ? From wait, are these running backs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoops! I thought it was a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the California player. I I I was assuming it was like. Is it, is it Acres? Akers, that's correct. Okay. Miles Sanders mm. and Cam Akers. Give me you Sanders. Happy with your respective decisions. I'd prefer I, Sanders, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm happy with my decision. <laughs> All right, but I, you know what? Well, I'll take Akers. He 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 performed a little bit towards the end of the year. Hey, a lot of it. You know what? The Let's Panthers see. are talking up Sanders. Three down back. They're going to have a rookie quarterback. They're going to need to rely on the run game. I think they're going to be in a lot of games in the South. Uh, I think Sanders is going to have a really solid year. Both both definitely have a lot of potential. Um, next group, we got a couple of tight ends. Player A, age 28, Jacksonville, Florida. And player B, age 30, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Jacksonville, 28-year-old. Swiping right on Jacksonville, Duval County. I just oh, who's the thirty year old? Wait, no, I'm a I'm a swipe right on the thirty year old. No way, you All just right. up. It's Evan Ingram and Darren Waller, right? That's correct. There's yep. there's no way Ingram. Oh, Knight. wait, did you? I didn't catch it. You said tight end. Did you say tight end? <laughs> did you think? It oh was my gosh, who did you think the receiver was? I thought I thought it was Ridley, and then like New York, I was like, Buffalo is in New York. I don't know. <laughs> listen, I'm he having said a... East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's, oh, he said New Jersey. Okay, listen, tricky, I am. The location's definitely a tricky piece to it. I'm glad that that's. It's uh... making me think too much. <laughs> listen, I would, I would definitely want Ingram. I would, okay. I, but I am. I'd be okay. I think. I, I think Waller's set for a good year. I mean, I really do. Yeah, um, I, do, I, so I do as well. I'd be happy uh, with him as well. MJ owns him in one league, so... I do. I have the stack. Little, little bias, little, little bias so. there. 
I think I think not for, not for long. I'm getting Daniel Jones from him at some point. I'm probably leaning Ingram for for Dynasty, but I think again both I think have pretty pretty high ceilings this year. Um, last but not least, we got a couple of quarterbacks. Okay, quarterbacks. Age 23, Nashville, Tennessee. Ugh. Age 23, Santa Clara, California. Oh, what a tough one. San- Santa Clara. Immediately swiping right. You, you know on what? Santa. I will immediately I will immediately swipe right on the Santa Clara players as well. Listen, because it's it's either it's either Lance or Purdy from Santa Clara or Levis or Willis from Tennessee. And I don't care who it is, give me one of the 49ers quarterbacks. So it was Brock Purdy and Will Levis. I will happily take Brock Purdy over yeah. Will Levis. Not worried about Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. Nope. Until either one proves proves themselves no i'm pretty convinced that purdy is going to be the starter there and it's also like saying are we not worried about Tannehill or willis uh no i don't think so not long term at least (laughs) i don't i I don't think levis i don't think levis is a long-term solution either though so maybe not maybe not we'll have to see yeah that was awesome i can't wait to do that one again in the future but with that let's uh we'll turn it over to scott with the realm of possibility we are back in the realm of possibility, possibly. Uh, The first one we have, uh, MJ actually gave me this idea earlier today. So let me lay down a couple of quick, uh, I guess you can call them stats or news items or whatever. Uh, But the Cardinals appear to be the worst team in the league entering the 2023 season. Murray is injured and he may not play at all. DeAndre Hopkins was just released. He's now a free agent. There's a new coaching staff in town. They're in a really tough division. As of now, they are projected to have the first two picks in the 2024 draft, their own at number one and Houston's at number two from a trade in the 2023 draft. This is also assuming that Houston is bad this year as well. Is it in the realm of possibility that the Cardinals trade Murray next offseason and draft Caleb Williams number one overall to be the new face of the franchise and Marvin Harrison Jr. number two overall as the top two projected players off the board. No, that's not. I don't think that's in the realm of possibility. I think it'd be much wiser to. I, I mean, I don't think you're taking Harrison necessarily with the top two pick, but if anything, I think they would take the skill player and then maybe an offensive lineman or someone else to support Murray. But I think you know Murray's ceiling. So, unless, I mean, I, I guess there are kind of off the field issues, potential concerns with Murray, but I just, I don't see them throwing that away to uh, just start completely fresh with a bunch of rookies. So I'm saying that's not in the realm. I, I actually have a very strong feeling that this is definitely in the realm of possibilities. You know, they just got rid of their previous GM. This is a new new regime and i mean they're in full rebuild mode right now i mean getting getting rid of hopkins just signifies that i mean as far as i've read i mean they're gonna have to take that full cap hit from his contract so they can't really afford any new players currently um i don't know so much in the air with kyler so many problems with that previous group i i mean i can totally see this happening and if they get the first pick, 
there's no way they're passing on Caleb Williams. I mean, I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, I actually see the possibility of them grabbing. Now, maybe they trade down one, one pick for if if they have like a top two, like two top two picks. I mean, number one and two. Maybe they trade that down, then take Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, I think both players are generational, personally. Um, and I think this opens a, a large debate about like about Kyler. I mean, where where does he fit in if if he does get traded? I'm like, I just don't see them having a long term commitment to Kyler, despite you know his extension a couple of years ago. Um, such a good question, I think. Yeah, MJ, and I appreciate you providing it for us earlier. Uh, I. I have to side with you on this one, man. I, I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility that they do this. They The new coaching staff brings in a completely uh, new slate of people, including a uh, new quarterback to be the new franchise face. Um, I'm glad you used the G word there, generational, because I, I do believe Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. could be generational talents and bringing them in together and letting them grow together. Uh, it, it could work for the team. Um, I definitely think this is in the realm of possibility. Uh, moving into number two, as we just mentioned, Hopkins was released by the Cardinals and is now a free agent. He has made it clear that he wants to go to a team with a solid quarterback and a chance to win a championship. A recent article from ESPN suggested that the best fits in no order were the Bills, Chiefs, Jets, Cowboys, Saints, Browns, Giants, Falcons, or Patriots, which is one more than a quarter of the league. Is it in the realm of possibility that he goes to a team from the other three quarters of the league, not mentioned in the article? And if so, what team? Definitely in the realm. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think it's in the realm. There's, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't think we saw Tom Brady going to the Bucks necessarily. Like he wasn't in the, the short list. There's just, there's always something that we're not thinking about. That's like, ah, yeah, I could see it. So um yes it's in the realm as far as who i don't know off the top of my head chargers i, I know that they just drafted a wide receiver but keenan allen deandre hopkins would be sick um broncos jerry judy deandre hopkins i mean there's just so many teams out there that have one alpha and then kind of questionable too so i think there's plenty out there that could use them as they're high end two, if not one. Yeah. Could you give me that list of teams again, Scott? Yeah, for sure. It's the Bills, the Chiefs, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Browns, the Giants, the Falcons, or the Patriots. Man, that's tough. I the thing is, I don't he's made it pretty clear that he I mean, he literally laid out like I want a a elite QB, I want a, a good um, like he laid out so many ground rules to what uh, what team he wants to join. So I think he's got his mindset on a couple of those teams that you listed. I, I don't think he budges from any of that. And I think, although I have heard of read that he wants a significant contract. So, I mean, if he wants, depending on how much he wants to, to get, which I think people could circumvent that with like, more guaranteed money, right? I mean, that's what everyone's doing. So I don't see him getting out outside of that list. Uh, I think he has his, his eyes set on, I mean, I'd want to play with Josh Allen. I'd want to play with Mahomes. you know, these teams that are ready to contend. So 
I think there's going to be a breaking point where he's going to have to realize, do I want to win? And if I want to win, I'm going to have to take a pay cut. So I don't think it's in the realm of possibility he ends up in outside of those that list right there. And so before I answer, MJ kind of answered the second question that I had for you guys, too, oh, okay. um, which was, of the teams ESPN mentioned, which do you think makes the most sense? And you said Chiefs and Bills. I I really think that makes the most sense. Of I those mean, two, which one? I think Chiefs. Steven? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they don't they don't have a, an alpha on the team, and it's like, why not make the rich richer? And that's just making the Chiefs OP. I think it makes yeah. the most sense. So I 100% agree with uh, MJ across the board. I don't think it's in the realm of possibility that he goes to another team other than the nine mentioned in the ESPN article. Uh, and the Chiefs are uh, who I believe would be the best fit. Um, and actually, literally, as we were doing this segment, um, sleeper notification came in on DeAndre Hopkins. The Chiefs and the Bills are the front runners. Oh. Uh, the Bills and Chiefs are the two teams to watch, should both be motivated to keep him away from the other. Um, so MJ hit the nail on the head there without actually seeing the notification. Um, I, I've been leaning Chiefs since I saw this ESPN article. Um, I think it makes the most sense just because – Diggs is in Buffalo, and they just drafted Kincaid. I think getting Hopkins across from Kelsey would uh, just make the Chiefs unbelievably crazy good this year. Um, so, yeah, crazy. Got a little da-na-na-na-na-na-na right there in the middle of our segment. Um, but we will move on to number three. Bijan Robinson is one of the most hype players of the offseason, if not the most hype player. He was drafted eighth overall to the Falcons. And a little note from the Falcons, uh, in 2022, a.k.a. last year, uh, they ran a rushing play on 55.29% of their offensive plays, which was second overall to only the Bears, who, if you didn't know, they have Justin Fields. So, arguably, as far as running backs go, that's probably the best place to be if you're a running back right now. Oh, yeah. Um, he has not played a single snap of professional football, yet he is ranked as the number one running back in Dynasty on most websites, and he is in the top five for running backs this season on every website that I checked today, and I checked a lot. I checked over 10 websites, uh, and he's averaging around number three, and that's that's for this year, for 2023. Is it in the realm of possibility that he actually finishes as the running back one for the 2023 season? Yeah, of course. Easily in the realm of possibilities. I think with running backs, probably more than, well, not maybe, probably more than any other offensive position, they have the highest floor being drafted in the top 10. So, like, I don't think we see a ton of top 10 running back draft failures. I mean, there's not many to begin with. Um, so, I think that they're almost a sure thing outside of injuries and. Arthur Smith wants to do nothing but run the ball. Hopefully he actually changes that mindset a little bit or else they're not going to be successful. But um, yeah, I mean, definitely in the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. And it's it's not only because, you know, he's in such a great situation. It's because the player, Bijan himself, does more than just run the ball. I mean, he's an elite pass catcher as well. And... I mean, gosh, with what they could do with Algier, 
I, I just can't imagine what Bijan's going to unleash on the league next year. And I am, I mean, I'm, I'm aboard that train. I mean, like I said, I've talked about, talked to you guys about going to a game, several games. Like I want to see this guy play. That's how excited I am about him. So yes, RB1 yeah. is within the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Like Algier broke rookie rushing records and he was a nobody. And yet here we got beach on. Yeah. Sky's, sky's, sky is the limit. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys, and and obviously I'm I'm also a little biased because I did draft him. He's on my team now, and and I it's music to my ears. Like I hope the hype is real. I hope that everything you guys are saying and everybody else is saying is true, and that he helps my team make it to the playoffs because I I need him. He's arguably the only running back that I can rely on on my team right now. Um, so yeah, it, it's in the realm of possibility for me. Um, I, I'm on I'm on with the hype and. Uh, and I believe in him. Um, with that, we're going to move into uh, kind of a new segment uh, hosted by MJ here. Where he's going to throw out some rankings for us and we're going to debate them. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing it too soon. We're, we're going to call it a too soon couple rankings here for dynasty reasons um, and implications. Hopefully do a redraft when the season starts rolling in. But I'm going to start out with two positions today. That's going to be the QBs and wide receivers and i don't expect that much debate for uh my qbs hopefully it's gonna get a little spicy in the wide receivers okay now here's my view on dynasty dynasty it's really a balance between players i think it's different for quarterbacks but i think you have to have a balanced mindset of wanting to invest in the future and also an investment of trying to win now. And that's going to be especially prevalent in my, like I said, my wide receiver rankings. But for Dynasty, QBs, number one, Jalen Hurts. Anything about that? I think the first couple three are easy. Mahomes. I, I, I love that. I, I <laughs> Literally, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, I think Hurts has moved into my number one for Dynasty quarterbacks as well. Um, I... I, I don't hate it if you still think Mahomes Allen won two, but Hurts number one got no problem with that whatsoever. Um, like I said, Mahomes number two, Josh Allen number three, and this work for me might get a little spicy for you. Lamar Jackson number four, Joe Burrow five, Justin Fields six, Trevor Lawrence a seven. Uh, Justin Herbert is my eighth ranked quarterback. Deshaun Watson is my ninth. And then Anthony Richard Richardson is my 10th ranked dynasty QB. Honestly, I, I feel like of all everything that Anthony Richardson is like the one I would disagree with most. Absolutely. Um, and then who would you enough. replace? Who, who would you put in the 10 spot instead? Because I'm thinking I'm running through my head right now, and honestly, there's not a great answer there. Um, while Steven's thinking about that, the only thing I got, uh, I still think I got uh, Joe Burrow ahead of Lamar Jackson four or five. But I loved your order for the rest. I am not as high on Herbert as the consensus is. I think he's my eight of the top eight, and I think there is a very clear top eight, and then there's a bit of a drop off from Herbert for us, or and everybody that you mentioned before that, and Watson. At nine, but I do think not Watson's nine. I, I would love to hear Steven thinks is at ten because 
I'm racking my brain and it's it's tough. Now I have to say my ten would in a perfect world would be Tua. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Tua Murray or Prescott would be yeah. would be my and, ten. And I you know, obviously being a Cowboys fan, I wanna say Prescott, but I hundred percent believe that this is a do or die year for Prescott and the Cowboys. Uh Prescott, Cowboys. McCarthy, Jerry Jones. Uh Prescott and the Cowboys. I don't think this yes. is Prescott's last year as an NFL starting receiver. Oh no, 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 no. Not not at all. Absolutely not at not. all. I, I think I think if uh if the Cowboys don't make it to at least an NFC championship game, they don't have to win it. If they don't at least make it there, uh Jerry's gonna die, McCarthy's gonna get fired, and they're gonna move on from Dak at quarterback. Those three things are gonna happen because Jerry Jones is gonna have a heart attack. Um but for me yeah. at number 10, I I I gotta say Dak, but I think it's very close from all the other names that were mentioned. Richardson to uh, Kyler. Kyler's hurt this year. Uh, I'm, I'm off the Kyler train for this year, and we were just talking about how he could possibly get traded. So Kyler is is lower than everybody else that we mentioned for me. Tua, worried about the concussions. I think he's one or two away from being done, like done, done. Um, Richardson, all the question marks in the world because we haven't seen him on the pro level, and his college tape isn't the greatest. Um it's, and for that reason, that's why I go with Dak, besides being a Cowboys fan. I think legitimately of those four, that's why I put Dak in the 10 spot. Yeah, I I don't know. I, th- I think Murray is probably the highest of the three for me. Yeah. But apart from that, I would still, I think, put Mahomes over Hurts at one. And... I love Jackson over Burrow. Um, I'm on board with that. And I I don't necessarily get the hate with Herbert. I think he is equally as good of Lawrence, if not better. So I think that I would maybe switch those guys. But no, overall, it, yeah, Richardson, I'm kicking out. But apart from that, no big, no big, no big fights for me. Okay. Great. And I mean like I said, this is just my rankings. And I mean, I do have Kyler top 12. Um, it'd be actually it'd be Kyler at 11. And then for me, it'd be Bryce Young at 12. That's currently what my dynasty rankings are for those players. And I mean, like I said, this is way too early. We'll see. We'll reconvene after midseason, start of the season, how things are going. Um, this might be where it gets. I don't think it'd be that crazy. Okay. So these are my wide receiver dynasty rankings. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, first two. Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase. Yeah, we're still nodding our heads. My number three dynasty wide receiver is A.J. Brown. Number four, uh, Tyreek Hill. Five, CeeDee Lamb. Six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Garrett Wilson. Eight, Stephon Diggs. Nine, Amon Ra St. Brown. And 10, Chris Olave. I I don't hate it. Um, top two, I think it's clear. There's no debate about that. I don't hate A.G. Bryant at three. I think that's fair. Um, I don't like Hill at four for Dynasty. For this year, sure. For Dynasty, 
we know he's got three years left. He came out and said it himself. Um, doesn't make me happy. I would I would put I'd put Lamb above mm-hmm. him for that reason. I would put Garrett Wilson above him for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put a lot of these younger guys above him for that reason. Uh, probably I wouldn't put ASB or Alave above him. Um, I don't think uh, Alave cracks my top ten. Um, trying to think who else I would throw in there instead. Uh, I, I hate that Adams has such a crappy quarterback right now because I definitely like Devontae Adams as a wide receiver better, but. I have him ranked uh, higher in my redraft, but okay. I just I can't get on board with him over in Las Vegas with in his current situation. Like that's fair. And, I I think I I would have Garrett Wilson higher than you have him just because he's got Rodgers this year. Uh, obviously, we don't know where Hawkins is going, and that could affect that his value. Um, I think Diggs is about right at the eight spot. Um, Steven, what do you got? Yeah, I don't think major arguments. I, I think probably Alave would probably be the only one that I kick out. Um, potentially replace him with Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, uh, D- T. Higgins, and maybe a hot take, but even DK Metcalf, who I feel like is just like not mentioned anymore. But I. I mean, he is a specimen of a human being, and I feel like with another year with G- Gino having Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. opposite of him with Lockett, I there's it's certainly not talent that's keeping Metcalf from being a top ten receiver. So I I just think that the ceiling is so much higher. Um, so I love him a whole lot, but yeah, no, I mean, apart from that, not much argument for me i i like aj brown at three um of course i love hearing hill at four my baby um and i think three years is perfectly fine timeline for dynasty um you know that's i think a nice medium between win now and thinking towards the future so i still think he's a viable dynasty player yeah yeah i uh i'm a fan i'm on board Yep. My, my thing is, though, cool, you could have three years with Hill, three elite years with Hill, or you could have 10 to 15 elite years with Jefferson, Chase, uh, Brown even, Lamb, uh, Garrett Wilson, just because they're so young. Like, you could have 10 to 15 years with them. Like, Yeah, but who's to say there's not going to be guys that come along that are going to overtake them? They've already proven that they are pretty alpha. The I don't, guys I don't, I just I don't think – it's like out of question for a like Jackson Smith and Jigba or Olave to like overtake CD Lamb kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I think Jefferson and Chase are in a league of their own. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and not just, I mean, I think the other guys are top 10 for six or seven years, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like things can change so quickly and. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the wide receivers at the top are pretty consistent. Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Antonio Brown, until he went crazy, like pretty much rely on them every year. So I think it's probably predictable, but, um, yeah, I think the and, fluctuation is possible. And, and I agree with Steven's take on Olave. Um, I don't have him in my top 10 and I think I agree with him. I have Waddle, Smith, Higgins above him. And instead of Metcalf, uh, I'll put Ridley above him. 
Um, I, I think Ridley is a sleeper this year and a sleeper in Dynasty for, for being a consistent top 10. Seems like he's got his mental health back on track. And with taking a year and a half off football, he's 28. But in football years, he's 26 and a half with that year and a half off. Uh, I, I think he's going to show out this year, and I think he's going to be solid for at least another five. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just like his situation better, better quarterback, um, better coach right now. So uh, g- give me Ridley over over Alave as well. Uh, and then uh, we've talked about this before. For me, Amon Ross St. Brown, I get it, guys. He's solid. Uh, he was a, a fourth-round draft pick, which I know Tyreek Hill was a fifth round draft pick. So, you know, it's not saying everything, but listen, I believe in Jamison Williams and I give ASB six solid games this year of being an alpha wide receiver. And then if you are the ASB owner, I think you should sell him for all he's worth. Get every penny you can get out of him because I think Jamison Williams is going to take over as the number one guy in that offense. And I, I said it already. I'm sticking with it. ASB is going to finish outside the top 10 this year. I mean, I want to do another side bet, but I feel like we already did that one. Um, I just feel like there's just just literally nothing that's backing up Scott's argument on this. And I don't know what his vendetta is against ASB, but to say that Miami and uh, who else is it? Philadelphia. Um, like multiple teams you're saying that can support two receivers in the top 10. And yet you're saying a guy in a second year who has played like three games is going to just come in and overtake third year. Jamison Williams is. Oh, is, sorry. I thought you were talking about it. I'm on Rob, my bad. Yeah. 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 Um, just going to come in and just be the guy after having ASB's had what? Two and a half years to, have compatibility year, with year and a half Jared Goff. Um, and I mean that, and that uh, compatibility is evident, you know? Right. And, and, and yeah. And so not only do they have that, but it's like, there's, there's, there's no other receiver in Detroit. So like, even if Jamison Williams comes in, it's like, I just don't see, <laughs> just doesn't make sense to me that he's just going to disappear. Um, I, I didn't say disappear. I said outside the top 10, he could be number 11. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I I think that there are numerous guys that could surpass him this year. I think Jameis Williams is going to take enough away from him that it's going to knock him outside of the top 10. That's that's it. I, I don't think the Lions can support two top 10 receivers like the Dolphins can, the Bengals can. Uh, who else do we talk Didn't about? Didn't they have like the highest um, performing offense last year? Their offense was good. A lot of that was from the running back play too, though. Yeah, well, on on top of that, yeah. you know, with the running back play, what happens with all those, what seventeen touchdowns Jamal Williams got? Where where did they go? It's called Jamar Gibbs. <laughs> you think you think Gibbs is going to take it? Line guy. I, he, I just, yeah, I just don't see him as a goal line guy, and I don't see, I don't Sam see Laporta. Andrew Montgomery being a. You think Sam Laporta? I mean, I, I'm Sam all Florida is going to be Sam a red, hype train. red zone threat, baby. Sam That's maybe where Jamison Williams threat. comes to play. The big guy to grab it in the end zone, like a Devontae Adams type guy. But Dude, um, Jamison Williams can also stretch the field, though, like Tyreek Hill. We saw it last year. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, I think I think the addition of Jamison is going to help stretch the field. 
Right. And who are they to me? Um, you know, all of AR Monra's roots are underneath. That's where he does. His, and, he's a PPR machine. And so, he's named after Irish whiskey. I mean, yeah, I know we got, we got the sun God and Irish whiskey, but like, come on. It's going to be interesting. Give, give me Jameson. Um, great. I mean, I, I, I love getting you guys riled up and debating because this is my favorite part is just talking theory, seeing what might happen, what might not happen. Um, so great job, gentlemen, especially in these rankings. Um, let's 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 actually add in a side bet here before we oh go. okay so, i love bets so we're saying jameson williams suspended for what six games is that right Correct. um it's a third, of the, third you, of the season jameson williams has less than 150 fantasy points to the end the season he has less than 150 yeah, so in 150. Let's see. There's eight, 18, 18 weeks in a season, but they play 17 games. So he's 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 going to play 11 games. Let me do that math real quick. Ooh. I mean, that's that's 13.6 points per game for 150 that's, points. That's that's a lot. I I don't think I could take that side bet. That's a lot of points per game. You're saying he's going to be the number one receiver in Detroit, taking away from Almiron C. Brown, but you can't say that he can average 13 points a game. 13.6. I that's a lot. I mean, I like I said, I don't think that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to disappear. I'm you gotta back up. You gotta back up what you're saying. <laughs> I, I do I think you set the threshold too high. I can't take that back. All right, what's the number? I will give you uh, so he's gonna play eleven games. I think I think ten a game is reasonable. I'll do a little bit better than that. I'll give you one hundred and twenty points, one hundred twenty fantasy points. Still, he All will right. get more than one hundred twenty-five fantasy points. Oh, side bet number four. MJ, are you in on this? Dang it, man! The thing is, I really love Jameson, but <laughs> oh, why you guys do this to me? Um. Dang it. I'll take the under on that. So you're siding with Steven again? Man, it's always uh, me versus you two. Well, it's always uh, you versus you. this one, uh, this one's just tough. This one's a tough one. But I, I mean, I see there's just a ton of targets to go to several different weapons. We'll see. I'll have to take the under on this. Copy that. Side I mean, bet number four, Steven and MJ. Jamison finishes with less than 125 points. Scott, he finishes with more. If it's exactly 125. Look, he's going to have some crazy but... pop-off games. Uh, uh, great side bet, honestly. That makes me... If I had more time, I'd give you an answer, but I need one now. So. <laughs> um, great side bet, you guys. And awesome. Thank you for supporting me in my segment. We're going to go ahead and scoot over to Scott with MFK. Scott, what you got? All right. Yeah, buddy. We're back with another uh, group of random topics while we're still in the off season. Um, I'm sticking with the themes that I've been using for the past few months uh, with St. Patty's Day and Easter and Mother's Day. Uh, we're moving into June now. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be June. Uh, so Father's Day, of course, is in June. So I'm going with the best father-son duos in sports. We'll start with the MLB. We got Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey 
senior, obviously, uh, in the NBA, Del Curry and Steph and Seth Curry, and then the NFL, Archie Manning and Peyton and Eli Manning. MFK. I know that MJ's going with. Um, this hmm. is tough. This is really tough. I uh, I honestly don't know much about Arch E Manning, um, which makes this difficult. Hall of Fame player played for the Saints. Is he in the Hall he of Fame? He is, but he didn't win any championships. I, so Correct. I'll give you the rundown on the older guys. Ken Griffey Sr. won two championships with the Reds. Del Curry did not win any championships. Archie Manning did not win any championships. Um, I mean, I guess with that in mind, I'll, I'll take Griffey's. I'm going to marry the Griffey's. I'm going to F the Mannings and going to sadly kill the Curry's. Killing the Curry's. You, you made MJ mad there. <laughs> Listen, I wish I had um I wish I had more of an inkling and you know more experience when Ken Griffey was in his heyday. Um because man, I bet he would have been spectacular. But I lived in a different generation, and I will happily uh marry the Curries. I mean Great shooter, arguably the greatest shooter of all time for NBA. Um, and listen, Steph had to go to the uh, had to go with games with Dell. So I mean, he's part of the reason why he's so good. I'll have to f the Mannings because I mean, I mean, I, I really, I mean, the Mannings. Each one, other than the dad, both of them, the sons have won a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, come on. Like, that's crazy to me. And their nephew is a highly touted quarterback going to Texas this year. I mean, um, which I'll have to kill the Griffies. And like I said, I wish I were I was more into baseball and had more experience with his his heyday, but good one. That's a great one, Scott. Yeah, I'm, I'm disagreeing with both you guys. Um, let's not forget, this is a fantasy football podcast. There's no doubt in my mind that the Mannings <laughs> are 100% the Mary here. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Archie Manning might not have won any uh, championships, but he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, his seed produced two more Hall of Famers, and True. their seed is producing an up-and-coming <laughs> Hall of Famer. Uh, Peyton and Eli each won two championships. Eli was his defense that won the championships. Um, I, I will argue that tooth and nail. Uh, he did not win those championships with the Giants. But Peyton Manning, the sheriff, one of the greatest of all time, maybe second to Tom, uh, did it on two different teams, 100% marrying the Mannings. And uh, I think Arch is going to be really solid for Texas and somebody that we're going to be talking about on the podcast, hopefully, in a couple of years now for uh, – for dynasty purposes. Uh, love me some baseball. Got a friends with benefits. The Griffey's Griffey senior. Like I mentioned, two championships with the reds. Ken Griffey, one of the greatest home run hitters of all time. The ball just flew off his bat in the nineties. Uh, one of my favorite players of the nineties outside of the Braves. Um, of all these players that I've mentioned, by the way, the only one that has a video game named after him, he's got Ken Griffey baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball for the N64, which is one of the greatest baseball games of all time. Um, got to kill the Currys, unfortunately. Honestly, didn't even know about boys. Del Curry in, until uh, doing my research for this today. Obviously, I knew about wow. Steph and Seth. 
Seth uh, hasn't done anything in the NBA yet. Obviously, Steph has kind of carried the Warriors to some championships, but I think he had some help there with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Um, eh, yeah, got got to kill got to kill the Currys. Also, I mean, like that's my MFK: football, baseball, basketball. So, like, I think it's an easy peasy one in my opinion. But with that, we'll uh, we'll turn it over to MJ for his MFK. Easy for me. Um, well, for this MFK, we're talking about the summer. And let's say you're a kid. You're a kid. Where's the happiest place on earth? As a kid. Mars. What? Disney. I already know my kill without you saying it. What? <laughs> yes, Disney. Yes, Disney. Obviously, Disney. Anyway, for since I'm having to deal with the sideband boys, um, it's going to be some of the theme parks there. Three specifically, um, Hollywood Studios, where you get a chance to, of course, experience all the Star, uh, Star Wars goodies, among other stories. Disney's Animal Kingdom and Epcot. It's so so funny that these are the uh, great great options to, to lead off with, but it's funny yeah, that I, immediately in my head I was gonna say kill Disney. I just thought that <laughs> it was gonna be a much more general category of just where kids want to be. Um, but great options. Um, I think pretty well, this is tough for me because I haven't done this. It's Disney. tough for me too. I'm trying to, it's been a long time since I've done Disney, but I don't think I've done it right as an adult. From what I've seen on social media, TikTok, I think Epcot would be my number one. So without even doing it right, I'm going to marry Epcot. Um, ride wise, Hollywood Studios, I think, has the best rides. I have not also, I have not experienced Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land in Hollywood Studios. Knowing that, easily F. Um, and then Killing Animal Kingdom, which I, also think I would maybe enjoy nowadays, but they got animals, <laughs> which I'm not big on. And I think Andorra would be cool. I think they got what the, uh, um, why am I blanking on the well, movie? Oh, all the um, Avatar? Avatar, yeah. I, I, I think I would enjoy that piece of it, but um, yeah, I think apart from Andorra, probably not my scene, so. So as you were listing out the options, MJ, you said Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. I thought for sure you were going to say Magic Kingdom and leave out the best option. Uh, in a rare situation, I 100% agree with Stephen. Epcot is or Epcot is my Mary. Um, listen, the last time I was there, I also wasn't old enough to drink around the world. Um, they also have some really cool rides there too. Uh, but the wife and I literally already have plans for when we have kids. Uh, that we're going to invite the grandparents, dump the kids with the grandparents, and she and I are going to drink around the world at Epcot. Looking forward to it. Definitely my Mary. Uh, and half the friends at Benchfits Hollywood Studios. The rock and roller coaster is awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, haven't been there since Star Wars has been introduced, but obviously Star Wars is one of the greatest movie franchises of all time. Uh, Galaxy's Edge. Love it. Definitely got to be my friends at Benchfits. I love animals, unlike Steven, but of the of, <laughs> of the three, it's got to be my kill, unfortunately. It, it just has to. I'm sorry. In an even rarer occasion, I will agree with both of you. Um, I've, wow. I've always wanted to drink around the world, and I'm old enough to do it. 
main one of the main reasons I want to go to Epcot. But I just love all the diversity there. Um, I mean, that's the main attraction for it. You know, you go to all these different parts of the world, and all of them are so distinct and and fun. Um, yeah, I friends with Ben Fitz, Hollywood Studios, super great experience. I haven't been there since they've added more pieces to the Star Wars section. I'd love to go. And Animal Kingdom, I, I love animals too, but not as much as uh, Star Wars or <laughs> drinking around the world at Epcot. So, MJ, have you been there since we all went with singers? Oh, no. Because I, I don't think Star Wars was there when we went. Oh, yes. Singers, I'm sorry. Right? I went with my okay. family. Yes. Sorry. I went with my family yeah. a couple of years after that. Yeah. The last time I was there, that was with the singers, which I think that was Steven's last time as well. Uh, which would have been like 2011, I think. Yeah, we didn't even go to Disney, though. We did Universal. Oh, uh, but we stayed at Disney. Oh, yeah. Wow. That I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we bag. did a day. I'm pretty sure we did a day at Disney, too. Did we not? I don't. I think so. We, we stayed at the Mighty Ducks Hotel, right? Because it had the giant mask out front. We stayed on the Disney property. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm completely blanking. I think you're right, but I'm completely blanking. But I feel like I distinctly remember choosing Universal over Disney. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think we spent a couple of days in Universal. But I think we did one day in the park, either Magic Kingdom or Epcot or or both. I can't remember how many days we had there because we did uh, what Destin and Orlando yeah. in one trip. Yeah, yeah, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. That was my junior year, so it would have been your guys. Wait, that was my been, no, year. MJ wasn't there. Oh, so MJ oh, wasn't in the group geez. yet. Oh shit. <laughs> Dang. Wait, okay, yeah, so. yeah, wait. I got it now. New Orleans and Dallas. That was our yes, trip. Correct. Uh, that was my senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our that was your first singers trip. Great times. Uh, I love that trip. Gotcha. Yeah. So the last time Steven and I were there was was when we went with singers the year before you were in the group. Yeah. Dang. All right, Steven, what you got? Well, we got the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat playing in the NBA Finals first game this Thursday night. So, of course, got some basketball players for you guys. Hashtag not. We got three lovely ladies, a couple born in Miami, one born in Denver. Um, first, starting out with Anya Taylor-Joy, born in Miami. If you don't know who she is, Peaky Blinders, Queen's Gambit. Recently, Princess Peach in the Super Mario movie. Um, so, Anya Taylor-Joy won. Uh, Kristen Cavallari, uh, born in Denver. Uh, you may know her from Laguna Beach and the Hills, and she was also married to Jay Cutler up until last year. Sad. And last but not least, Ava Mendez, born in Miami. Training Day, Too Fast, Too Furious, Hitch, Ghost Rider, other guys. Um, so three great options. Anya Taylor-Joy, Kristen Cavallari, Ava Mendez, MFK. Um, I'll actually take this one first. Um, my Mary is going to be Anya Taylor-Joy and it's honestly, I love Anya Taylor-Joy. She's actually really awesome. Um, and fun fact, I actually was in theater with her husband, her now husband, Malcolm, you're never going to listen to this, but so cool. yeah, re really small world. Um, I've actually had a really big crush on Ava Mendez. Like, I don't know. She's just so I think it's the Miami in her. I know she just, I mean, all the Fast and Furious movies. Um, actually, I remember 
her originally, like my, one of my first times watching her was like in um, Hitch long time ago. And we, yep. uh, my family are crazy about, you know, love rom-coms. So we watched Hitch a lot. Um, and I don't really know Kristen Cavallari. So she's going to have to be my kill. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm similar to uh, to MJ here. Um, I is it is it Ava or Eva Mendez? Because oh. I always thought it was Eva Mendez. Eva. I would assume Ava. Eva, Ava. Spanish, I, but I, I, I thought it was Eva Mendez. I thought that's how you pronounce it. But anyway, she's my Mary. Um, Big time crush on her. Too fast, too furious, uh, and hitch. Too fast, too um, furious. Yeah, uh, I'd have to. Friends of Benefits. Anya Taylor Joy loved Queen's Gambit. Did a stellar job acting in that. And similar to MJ, had no idea who Kristen Cavallari uh, is or was. Had to literally just look her up on my phone. Um, she's my kill. All those things that you mentioned would would not be things that I would watch. Um, yeah, killing her. Okay, well, we're not we're not doing this based off of their filmography, or televisionography, but um, agreeing with MJ on Anya Taylor Joy going to marry her. I love her in every movie that she's been in. Um, Queen's Gambit was incredible. Definitely recommend you guys watch Last Night in Soho. Um, really great, really weird film. So definitely watch that if you haven't seen it. Um, watch it. I may watch Peaky Blinders one day. I hear great things about it. But anyways, marrying Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm going to – I can't believe I'm killing Ava Mendes, but I'm going to F Kristen Cavallari. I mean, how can you look at pictures of her and say, like, nah, I'm good? Again, I'm not going to fight this a lot because Ava Mendes is absolutely beautiful and incredible. So not a big fight here. But Kristen Cavallari, um, again, I'm, I mean, yeah, again, not doing this based off of her – you know, Laguna Beach in the Hills um, performances. But um, yeah, going to go with going to go with Kristen and sadly, sadly kill Ava Mendez, who in Too Fast, Too Furious stole my heart. And then hmm. I think soon after that in Hitch. So uh, definitely a difficult one. And with that, we'll move it on over to our last segment of Jukebox. Juke. <laughs> Almost right in sync. <laughs> um, speaking of in sync, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the Jonas Brothers, another uh. wonderful boy band. Guys, all right, here's the deal. The Joe Bros released an album, the album, a few weeks ago. It is great if you like a good bop, if you like to feel good, if you just want to be happy. Great album. I have legitimately listened to this album. Well, maybe I, I'm not a big slow song kind of guy. So I've listened to every, you know, I don't know, beats per minute that's not slow, um, probably 20 to 25 times. So I have like listened to this album over and over again. Definitely recommend it. So we got a few songs from the album that we're going to use as our basis here. So first, okay. Um, going back to one of Scott's realms of possibility, um, doing a mix of two songs. So two of my favorite songs from the album, one is Miracle and one is Celebrate. Definitely got to listen to those two songs. So Bills, Chiefs and Jets, 
are currently three of the favorite landing spots for DeAndre Hopkins. And according to Scott, potentially Chiefs are the front runner. Do you think it would be a miracle for him to finish as a top five wide receiver on any of these teams? So that's question one. Question two, which team outside of these three would you celebrate if he landed at? So one, miracle for him to finish as a top five on the Bills, Chiefs, or Jets. And two, which team outside of those three would you celebrate if he landed at? Are we both answering both questions? Yeah. All right. Um, absolutely would be a miracle if he finished the top five, no matter where he lands. Um, I I think he's just reached that age where that's not going to happen. And we've named at least 15 other wide receivers uh, two segments ago that I think would unquestionably beat him out, no matter what the situation is. Um, so absolutely would be a miracle if he finishes top five, no matter where he goes. Uh, where would I celebrate if he went? Honestly, um, for my own biased reasons, it would really suck if he went to any of those places because I'm a Sky Moore owner, I'm a Dalton Kincaid owner, and I'm a Garrett Wilson owner uh, across mm. two dynasty leagues. Uh, but I, I still think the Chiefs would be the best landing spot. Yeah, it would suck for Sky Moore, but um, I think that's where I'd have to celebrate. No, no, it was outside of those three. Oh, I thought you said mm. of those three. Uh, I would 100% celebrate if you went to the Cowboys, baby. Put them across from CD Lamb. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Come on. Come to the Cowboys. So you're good with CD being the number two on the Cowboys then? I'm good with DeAndre Hopkins being the number two on the Cowboys because CD will be the number one. It's not a question. MJ? I, I, yeah, I don't think top five is within, like, a, well, we already talked about the realm of possibilities, but within the realm of possibility, I... Mm. Yeah, each one of those teams have, um, except the Chiefs. Like, yeah, I know. I just the thing is, I don't think top five is definitely in the realm of possibilities. Now, I would still celebrate now him going to the Chiefs because I know that's not the answer to the question. I'll get to that in a second, but. Just seeing him with Mahomes, and if I actually saw this little stat before we started, DeAndre Hopkins has set the record for most receptions prior to 30. It's kind of crazy how fed he's been throughout the years. And a team I'd celebrate outside of those three, off the top of my head, um, geez, Louise. How about your Bears? I'd I'm actually hoping he does get to the Bears. At I mean that if we're going if we're going with home teams, yes, I would be absolutely giddy. I'd actually get a jersey if he went to the Bears. But I don't. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be like a little realistic. I think you could hang it next to your Deshaun jersey. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you know what? If Deshaun didn't help me win a championship, I would not have that jersey. So, but. But I would actually really like for him to go to the Giants. And the I would be Giants. extremely elated if he did because they don't have, I mean, all their receivers are burners, slot. I mean, other than Darren Waller, I, I think Hopkins would eat in New York with Daniel. Yeah, that's the third best team in their own division. But I know, but 
fantasy purposes, you'd want him in the spot where he could actually be the wide receiver. Oh, one, okay. Right? Yeah. For fantasy purposes. Like yeah. outside of, outside of those three, you listed jets, yeah. uh, bills, yeah. chiefs. I mean, the chiefs, obviously, if he goes to the chiefs, I mean, wheels up, wheels up on Hopkins. I, I'd say top 15. I'd so yeah, I mean, starting with celebrate first from a non-fantasy perspective, obviously got to go to the Falcons, the home team, um, opposite of Drake Ludden. Are you kidding me? That'd be sick. Um, obviously from a fantasy perspective, that's not the home for him. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, maybe the Broncos again, like I, I mm-hmm. think that he could easily be the number one for that team and Russell Wilson needs someone, two veterans. Um, I, I could see that happening. I, a miracle is a, is a big word guys. And I do not think it would be a miracle. For DeAndre Hopkins, who arguably to this day has the best hands in the NFL to finish as a top five wide receiver, specifically if he is with Patrick Mahomes. I just like that is so feasible to me. If he is the guy with no other wide receiver competition for the Chiefs, he's done nothing to prove that he has gone downhill. He missed time last year due to suspension. I think there were a couple of games where he got banged up. He's still an incredible wide receiver. I feel Absolutely. like the age is a little overdone. Um, and again, just talking about for next year, not a miracle for me for him to finish as a top five wide receiver if you were to lay on the Chiefs. So um was definitely curious to how y'all felt about that. But I, I'm I'm all in on D Hop. I again, whenever I think of eye test, I think of DeAndre Hopkins because he catches every ball. Like I agree. Amazing. Hopkins. Amazing. Whenever you watch Hopkins, it's a highlight reel. <laughs> I mean, um, insane, insane player. Well, let me get off my D Hop Love Fest. Second question. The song is Waffle House. My favorite song on the album after listening to it over and over again. So this was the second single on the album. Um, of course, Atlanta is the home base of Waffle House. So we have to talk about our second year Falcon stud, Drake London. And who are the Falcons playing in London this year? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And who on the Jaguars is a former Falcon stud other than Calvin Ridley? Did y'all just see that train? That was crazy. Um, so first, who would you Fun rather train. have on your team over the next three years, London or Ridley? Question one. And two, which QB running back wide receiver tight end group would you rather have in Dynasty, Falcons or Jags? Superflex, yeah. Um, uh, Jag Jags, not a question for the quarterback. Simply uh, for the second part of that answer. As far as between London and uh, Ridley, next three years, oof, that is. Um, give, give me Ridley. Give me Ridley for the next three. Yeah, I uh, actually, yeah, I actually one hundred percent agree with that. I Ridley's turning twenty nine this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has plenty of time to show out still. And the thing about Ridley is he's not uh, personally from watching him play. He's not the type of player who gets himself into sticky situations. I mean, he's working at the middle. He's, I mean, he's a big separator too. excellent route runner. I, yeah, with the, quarterback situation i would more than happy grab him for the next three years compared to london 
And who knows? I mean, Ritter might show out this year. I want to see it first. I need to see it first. And if anything, that's an opportunity to buy London low. And then also okay. for the second part, I'm going to take Jacksonville as well. The entire core. Yeah, all great I, I also, Yeah, I was going to say, I also think that Bijan and Pitts take more away from London than ETN Ingram take away from Ridley. I'm, which I'm, I'm surprised about, though, because as much as you're – you know, nothing but age. It's pretty shocking that you wouldn't take Bijan, Drake, and Kyle Pitts over, you know, Ingram, Ridley, and ETN. Superflex makes all the difference. If it's not Superflex, Falcons. Duh. But it uh, Lawrence is that much better than Ritter that I would rather have the assets on the Jaguars than the assets on the Falcons. Plain and simple. Quarterback. I probably would go Jags as well, but I also am not head over heels for the young guys. So, hmm. um, but yeah, no, all great points. MJ, you want to take us home? Yeah, man. Um, awesome. Awesome recording podcast today, you guys. Um, and of course I'll always do our send off with a bunch of thanks to everyone who listens to us, continues to support us. If you have if you have any ideas, suggestions, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, you know, we we came up with the um, new addition or adjustment on Bumble Rumble today, and we were just talking about it. We're trying to keep things interesting and keep them fun, and you know, especially doing something that we really enjoy and really enjoy talking about. Um, I think I saw a post today that we're a hundred days out from the start of the NFL season. Wow. Um, I am beyond excited. And like I said, we hope to continue providing awesome content to you guys and hopefully stoke some flames and um, get you guys excited, just as excited as we are. Uh, Scott, anything to say? Once again, thanks to all our listeners out there. If you're listening deep into the off season as we are right now, uh, we appreciate it. We hope you enjoy our content. We'll, Try and keep throwing uh, the fun stuff at you there and uh, and prepare you for this upcoming season and, and for your dynasty teams. And thanks to MJ and Steven. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Come at us with all of the heat. Want to hear what you guys love, what you hate, and always welcoming new ideas. So keep listening and um, look forward to, to providing more great content. Yeah, you guys. And uh, yeah, thank you, Scott. A big thank you. And, and Steven, big thank you to both of you for your time and your efforts and your awesome questions today. I mean, really mind invoking. And uh, gosh, I, I just can't wait to the to the beginning of this season. Uh, but with that, everybody, thank you for tuning into another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.